You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. Today's show is part of the monthly series, Food for Thought, in which we unpack some of the big ideas about food and food systems in order to raise the conversation level and stimulate lively discussions to find a way forward together. Today is Christmas Eve. We'll discuss lessons and wishes from the farm with Dave Bolton, farmer and past board chair at the Middlesex Federation of Agriculture. Welcome, Dave. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you back. Dave, there's a lot of waiting at Christmas time, waiting for Santa, waiting for our traditional dinner, waiting for a full night's sleep if you have little kids. So patience is part of the holidays. Farmers know patience more than anyone. What can we learn from farmers about patience? Well, farmers are kind of in the patience business, I guess you could say. We have to patiently wait till the ground's ready to work, and then we uh, plant the seed, and then we patiently wait for it to grow. And then we uh, patiently wait for Mother Nature to put some water on it, and then uh, it'll uh, grow and mature. And then we patiently wait for weather to take it off and put it in the bin. So I guess that's about all we do is patience. Patience, 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 right. And patience, if you're working with animals, sometimes they're stubborn. Sometimes interest rates go up. Sometimes we've got other things putting pressures on the commodities, whether that's shipping or whether that's fertilizer. We've had a lot of attention on fertilizer lately, but just being patient with the comings and goings of not only the seasons and nature, but the way that life works and yet continuing to do it. Patience and persistence, I guess I should have labeled this <laughs> yeah. question because that persistence to know if you're patient, there will be a good year. The sun does come up. The uh, markets will recover. Something will come back your way. So what a wonderful thing to think about on Christmas Eve, all the patients that the farmers uh, are out there experiencing every day and certainly not just the interest rates, but we had talked in another show about farmers being price takers, got to mm-hmm. be patients and, and weather that. So definitely lots to learn from farmers in terms to patients, but also thank them. This is Christmas Eve and we're all looking forward to our traditions and Many of us have done things for those who are having a hard time this year and so really want to thank the farmers and everybody that has helped out this year and hope for a better new year. Dave, part of the holiday season is to reflect on what we're grateful for. As a farmer, what are you grateful for on Christmas Eve? It's not just Christmas Eve. I'm grateful for the opportunity to live the life I have. Um, I can plant my crops. I can harvest my crops. I can go to town, I can do my thing. And over the the last two years with COVID, it's been challenging, but uh, mostly I've been able to do my job as normal. And uh, I'm grateful to have had that opportunity because I understand and and feel for people that have had their lives thrown just completely out the window because they they, uh, were in a position where they weren't able to do what they needed or wanted to do. So I'm just grateful for the opportunity to, uh, to live my life as I have. That's such a wonderful, wonderful thing to share, Dave, on Christmas Eve. And I got to tell you, I'm choking up a little bit. You are making me cry that, you know, we we see Hollywood movies and we read literature when we're in school about 
the ebbs and flows of a life and the plot line of a life, but to hear someone working as hard as you do and doing as much as you do every single day for the families in your communities, but right across the nation, I know you're very active to be able to say you're grateful for being able to live the life that you live is live is something I think that will touch everyone that hears this show. And my response to this question would be, I'm very grateful for you, you Dave, for being on the show, but also all that you represent and stand for, which is something still very, very important. So thank you very much for that. It's also a time when people come together and see the best in each other. The holidays, we often are looking back a little bit around the year that's almost ready to pass and also optimistic about the future and all that that's to come. But we also think a lot about humanity and human virtue. And we hear many virtues as we talk about the holidays, comfort, happiness, all of those things. But kindness is something that also comes to mind when we're seeing the best in each other. And what can farming teach us about kindness? The attitude of of farming um, kind of pushes towards kindness. If we see somebody in trouble, we're always kind enough to help them out. Uh, if we have trouble ourselves, there's always a neighbor that'll come along and, and help us out. And uh, having the opportunity to to grow for the food bank and um, do things like that where we can uh, return some kindness that's been given to us, um, that's something that we just thrive on. Yeah, the kindness of helping each other. I'm thinking back to when Patrick Berkeley was on the show in October and he was mentioning how kind you had been as a new farmer. Uh, helped him out a lot. And I certainly growing up in a rural community, definitely remember a lot of help. You know, I can remember um, the farms that I grew up on were about a, you know, a mile and a half, two miles apart. And, <laughs> and um, you know, people had skidoos, but uh, not a lot of four wheel drives. I don't think there were even four wheel drives uh, when when I was a little kid. So not many, we, not many, not many. And so my dad and brother were going to have to stay with my grandmother because that's where the cattle were and uh, the rest of the family were at home with mom we were young or or not there and bad weather they weren't going to be able to get home so of course we learned to play euchre in uh, snowstorms oh yeah (laughs) that sounds like a lot of fun well here (laughs) we are Christmas Eve we weren't sure dad was coming mom was really worried about Santa Claus Turns out everything was fine. Santa had been to my grandmother's house the following afternoon, Christmas Day. We were able to find everything Santa left for us. But Christmas Eve was sure a worry. And our neighbors from across the road had a feed company. And they came over with some hats and flashlights, whatever they had that had the feed company's name on it. Boy, were we stewards of that feed company throughout the year as we wore our hats and our jackets and everything Christmas came with, with the feed company's uh, wares that year. But it's it's a point in terms of kindness, which is what we're really talking about and how mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what it was. Farmers were there for others and the community and certainly the food banks and the food drives and. And uh, all of those things are important in rural areas as well. People don't realize that farmers also are food insecure. You can't eat always the crops that you grow or the single commodity that you raise. And uh, farmers sometimes have really tough years. So that kindness that I personally have seen and that you've talked about as well is really, really important as we are here on Christmas Eve and thinking about all the virtues that we can each individually bring into the new year and think about this season. There's always a dream of peace on earth in many people's hearts during the holidays, Dave. How can we achieve a greater, more peaceful world for farmers and families? I think we just need to visit and listen. And uh, if we can learn other people's uh, thoughts and and uh, ways of life and uh, not ridicule it, but understand it. 
then I think we can all learn to get along together. I agree. Seek to understand. I think that's really important because it is a time of year where we remember the human family. I'm thinking of a French philosopher, Henry Bergson. He said every individual is um, very connected to humanity because every individual is a member of humanity. So seeking to understand and remember that on Christmas Eve is really, really an important message. But the role, the special moral status of food in everyone's lives and the unique contribution that farmers can make to families, remembering that farmers are families. We are very fortunate in our nation to have a family farm model and that it is families farming our land. And so something we want to celebrate and be grateful for as we continue to build peace on earth through food for everyone. And coming up New Year's Eve day show, uh, December 31st, so New Year's Eve day, not New Year's Day, we'll have someone from Food Banks Canada on, and uh, she couldn't have been more grateful for the farmers in our nation. So on Christmas Eve, we're thanking our farmers. Dave, Christmas is a time to spread joy in the world. And what is one of your greatest joys in being a lifelong farmer? Oh, one of my greatest joys is being able to help people. And and you kind of led into it with your comment there about the food grains bank. I have a little 12-acre piece of land that my dad grew for the food grains bank. When I bought the farm from him, I've, I've committed to, to keeping that up. So uh, we grew uh, food grade soybeans on that this year. And, and uh, we made a donation to the food grains bank for Canada for that. And then uh, to me, it's one of those things that, that uh, I can do and I can afford to do and, and I enjoy doing so. Wonderful. So bringing joy to the world far beyond um, your own household and neighborhood. That's fantastic, Dave. So all of this joy that we can spread in the world with food is wonderful. And thank you very much for what you've done for the Food Grains Bank, Dave. I'm thinking also of the joys of the farming community. I know the junior farmers just celebrated their 100-year anniversary. I know it was a wonderful event. And so those rural celebrations and thinking about the quality of life in the rural communities, in some ways it sounds a little poetic that neighbors are still helping neighbors and very aware of what's going on. Kids all go to school together and all of that. But it is also a great joy to know that that still exists in the world. And I think it's a model that needs to be supported. So thinking of that on Christmas Eve and uh, the joy that uh, not just food brings, but the camaraderie and that friendship and that neighborly outlook that we often see in the rural areas. Absolutely wonderful. Dave, we've been talking a lot about kindness and gratitude and joy and peace. Is there anything else that's particularly special for you on the farm that you'd like to talk about today? It's always fun to see the fall colors. It goes from a mass of green. And then uh, to see the fall colors is always uh, kind of a tearjerker for me. You, you know that it's the end of, of life for a bunch of, of plants, of course. But it's, uh, it's, it's their the way of giving back to us and, and painting a picture for us that's been different than all summer. And, and it's, it's kind of a, I know, goofy thing, I guess. But uh, it's always something that, uh, that stands out to me is, is the fall colors. You're right. And they were beautiful this year. Bright, bright red, deep, deep yellow. They were incredible. And I agree with you. There's something about the fall. It almost seems like the new year to me. I know we celebrate New Year's, but it almost seems like the new year. The kids are back to school. Harvest is abundant usually. And uh, it really is a lot of fun. And then also the first snowfall. It was kind of fun. We got through this whole fall without a snowfall, which is very unusual. But it, it also made the fall kind of fun, too, without having to, uh, to navigate a whole bunch of snow. 
It did. I bet it made it harvest a little bit easier. I can remember out there the combine stuck or what have you, <laughs> particularly wet fall, and you're trying to get it off before the next set of rain comes. Well, it was beautiful. So beauty of the season. We've been talking about the fall colors, but certainly the beauty of the season is something that we can all appreciate, whatever that beauty is for you. After the break, we'll talk about Christmas wishes from the farm with Dave Bolton, farmer and past board chair, Middlesex Federation of Agriculture. This is Food for the Future, and I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. We're speaking with Dave Bolton, farmer and past board chair of the Middlesex Federation of Agriculture, about Christmas wishes from the farm. Dave, before the break, we talked about patience, gratitude, kindness, peace on earth, beauty, and also joy from a farmer's perspective, but we can't leave out hope. What Christmas wishes of hope do you and other farmers have for the future? Well, I hope we can come up with some peace in the in the world more than the country, I guess, but uh Struggling farmers and struggling growers and stuff around the other side of the continent and planet, they, they try hard and they've been trying hard. And, and uh, I think we have to give out hope for them because they, they've had a, a heck of an existence for the last year. And uh, I, I think we, we just have to hope that uh, things work out better for them. You know, and those best wishes are more than wishes because it starts with what's in our hearts. And from there, we can almost make anything happen. And we were speaking to the Jocelyn Brown Hall from the United Nations North American Office Food and Agriculture Organization on World Food Day. And one of the things that she said is, is we need to support agriculture, get better trade agreements. Um, and so hope for peace on earth through enough food for everybody, but also for the future generations. You know, it's not really... Only areas that are in conflict now, we do have a lot of people close to home hungry this year with the cost of housing, cost of uh, food, cost of fuel, all those inputs that uh, businesses are experiencing, pressures on families are as well. And need is higher than ever. The food bank has just released their hunger count 2022 report and the stats are up 35% this year. So Mm -hmm. Certainly our wishes all the way from starting with the farmers and helping them have policy and incentives and and able to keep going. And then all the way to the recipients of what the farmers are producing, which is the consumers. And so people having enough to eat and finding new ways to actually be able to do that. You mentioned across the world, certainly we want to try to achieve the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal of number two, zero hunger. But also in Canada, when you think we have th- roughly 38 million people, mm. three meals a day, that's only 114 million meals. Certainly we can figure something out. Um, and not everyone is food insecure. So if we can really target it, and that's a finite number, if we were trying to get three meals a day to every single person in the nation, only 114 million meals, it seems like something we can do. So I share your wishes, Dave, at Christmas time, moving into the new year for zero hunger and a lot more happiness. In this show, Dave, we try to bring the humanities, so history, philosophy, creativity to today's food dialogue. And we've had a fairly philosophic dialogue so far. I'd like to know how you think these approaches can help realize farmers and families' Christmas wishes. I really think it's it stems around communication and understanding. And uh, if we communicate, we may not always agree, but we can agree to get along. And uh, 
really communicating and understanding is take those two factors and and uh, really live them and breathe them, then the world can be an, a nice, quiet place to exist and, and do our thing. Yeah, I know. When I've missed lunch and uh, I'm heading home, sometimes my daughter will be like, what are you so mad about? I'm like, I'm hungry. Uh, and I can just open the fridge and have something to eat. And that's not the case everywhere. So certainly that peace on earth, knowing our history in terms of where we all come from and that we are the human family, that there's a real concept and a moral status to food and that creatively we can come together, as you said, for greater peace by really understanding. And part of understanding is communicating. And so knowing, you know, we've got this really big food system, we've got larger scale agriculture, we've got, you know, indigenous perspectives, we have organic fair trade, we have urban ag, we have home growers, we need everybody, (laughs) you know, when you look at the hunger stats, we need everybody. And that it really is a big team, like, you know, larger scale, like they're feeding the world. And I just got back from Toronto recently. And I thought, Oh, my goodness, there are so many people here that need to eat. So farmers are taking care of that. But we have to be efficient with the urban space as well. And there's rooftop gardens going on. We just had somebody here in London, Ontario, um, from the patch, which is a um, community garden where adults with disabilities go and they actually garden and I was able to tour it and to see some of the devices to be able to help these participants. And there are some really neat things happening um, in terms of revitalizing land, old factory spaces where there was pavement tearing up the pavement and then mm-hmm. putting crops in there, things people can eat and grow like um, tomatoes and leafy greens that often we have to ship for a long ways in the winter that are a little bit uh, cold resistant. So like kale and stuff like that, that doesn't mind the cold that we could grow here and then not have to ship as far for the environmental part. But certainly back to your point, Dave, this communicating and understanding. And I think that's the secret and that's what we can do. And uh, it's one of my Christmas Eve wishes as well. This show is called Food for the Future. How can we continue to support farmers and families to find the way forward together? I think we need to uh, research where our food comes from and uh, as much as we can support local. And it not only uh, supports your local community then, but it's also a fresher, better tasting. It hasn't been transported across a continent or across an ocean. It should be better for everybody if we can support local and, and understand how, how things happen in our own backyard then it, it should just work better for everybody if we can uh, yeah, help each other out close to home. Yeah, help each other out close to home. I, I agree. And when you eat seasonally and taste that first apple or that maple syrup's coming, you know, we're a couple months out, but that local maple syrup or whatever it is, boy, you appreciate it. You don't waste it. It's delicious. It's it's sincerely the good life. So wonderful, wonderful wishes and advice on Christmas Eve, Dave. Thank you so much. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I, I've been harping on it all morning with this, but uh, just sit back and understand each other. Right. Sit back and understand. What a philosophic point and a wish for Christmas Eve. Let's just look and understand. Thank you so much, Dave, for joining us today on the show and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Today on the show, we've been speaking with Dave Bolton, farmer and past board chair of the Middlesex Federation of Agriculture. Each week, we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about, how could you help farmers and families this holiday season? Something to do, visit middlesexfederation.ca to find out what's happening on the farm in our region and for the new year as well. 
Next week on the show, we'll return to the series Waste Not. We'll talk with Christine Newton, Chief Communications Officer from Food Banks Canada, about hunger and hope for the new year. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist, and you've been listening to the weekly show, Food for the Future. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Thank you to our platinum-level sponsors, Burnbray Farms, Eggs for Life, and the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday at 8.30 on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca.